Up the premium podcast about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben and I'm here with Adam. Hey, hey, we didn't have an episode last week. What we had an interview which you'd done at your time at EGX. Oh, so we did have an episode last week, so there was an episode as such. Yes, that wasn't a recorded episode. Well, that was recorded. Yeah, all right, fine, whatever. We've got two beers for you. (laughs) We're gonna be talking about video games. Yay, we're gonna be talking about Adam's time at EGX. the two beers we have are both from the same place. They're both from Moore Beer Oh, they were going to say the, beer, the bottle shop. They, were, <laughs> they are bought. They were purchased from the same place as well. Um, these two Moore beers, I believe, even though Moore don't put any explanation or anything on their cans, I would guess from the fact that they're both 7%. One is called Guardian of Peace. And it has a neon-ish um, Greeny green text. text to it. And the other is called Agent of Evil which has a red neon text to it, that these are Star Wars-inspired beers. And they, you were saying that they came out last? See, I, yeah, I, I believe they came out around about, whether it's before or just after, around about episode seven, I think. Mm. Uh, and I've seen them before, but I'd never seen them in any of the beer shops that I frequent. Um, and as soon as I saw them, I thought, yeah, try yeah, them no. out, try them out. Um, Guardian of Peace is an IPA, and The Agent of Evil is a black IPA, so we are going to kick into The Guardian of Peace first. Ooh, I expect a little Ooh. bit more, a little bit more fizz, a little bit more carbonation from that. Well, I mean, it's months old. Maybe it's gone flat. No, yeah. no, <laughs> it still made the telltale sound, which isn't um, that bad. You know, yeah, I was, I was like, wait, which is the latest telltale game? Yeah, Don Don Draper's simulator. Oh, right, because it's more. What's his name? Than more, what's his more name? Bruce. Which is cool. I haven't. It's different. It, yeah, but yeah. Like I'm. Tired of Batman in a lot of ways. That's fine. That's fine. I, I yeah, I don't disagree. The, you know, the Arkham games are awesome, but yeah, I'm mm, actually I'm sort of that's enough for me. Really. Yeah, well, I haven't played Arkham Knicked. No, I haven't played that one either. I've heard very yeah. good things though. To be fair, I didn't play the one before that that was made by somebody else. Was it made by his Origins? Uh, yes. 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 Sorry. I was like, no, City was before that. No, I played um, Asylum and City. Asylum's fantastic game. Yeah. City was great. Built yeah. on it a little bit more, but I didn't it think was it was little, quite as good. No, it, because it was open world, it lost. You actually want in that type of game the narrative and the flow to be yeah, similar. Yeah. And the gameplay flow was very do this now and do this now, side quest, side quest. And the very much, and yeah. the narrative was still very much sort of designed like um, Asylum, and so they just didn't quite work. Doesn't yeah, it doesn't quite flow as well and, as maybe it should. And do. Especially yeah, yeah. considering, like in Arkham Asylum, you like you could actually go after the Riddler riddles, mm-hmm. the, the Riddler riddles, the, the riddles um, reasonably easily by just following the game. Yeah, but they were just randomly spread throughout so you just had to hope you bumped into you're in them an area and, and you just yeah. you take a certain path through that area to get past people or take people down and suddenly you bump into one of these yeah. things yet yeah, rather than having to search them out in a huge open world of, of city yeah and i understand with night that a lot of them were driving um challenges and right. things like that weren't they which was seen as one of the worst parts of the actual game itself yeah. like the driving so which makes sense when it's a when you put all the effort into designing a yeah, kick-ass yeah. fighting game completely um, um 
Cloudy? It is cloudy. It's cloudy. No this is the meatballs. This is the ooh, This is the Guardian of Peace. Yes. It is cloudy. It's nice and light. It's um it actually looks kind of like uh like a like a Hefeweizen. It's got that sort It of does a little, yeah. yellowy yeah. tinge, not just the standard sort of brute orange that we're used to. No. And there's not a huge oh, amount. Speaking of orange. Mm, mm. Nice sweet orange. Um nose, I think. That's actually, there's something else going on. I mean, there's a hop there. Um, (laughs) Just the one, though, I think. Just the one hop. That was it. So it only been made. One tiny little hop. Not even one type of hop. hop. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Mm. It's a nice taste. It's not too bitter. It has um, a certain citrus flavor. It does. It's quite refreshing. Mm -hmm. One might say. Tropically. Mm. Tropically? Tropical? Tropicality? Have Have we spoken about this before, possibly? Um... I, I want to say grapefruit, but it's not quite grapefruit. I think it's just the that citrus that I got on the nose coupled with that hop. Mm, mm. It could be. Which I actually, now that I think about it, explains why we see grapefruit everywhere in all our IPAs. Because if they have any citrus in them, and you have citrus and bitter. Yeah, it's it's that it, combination that yeah. makes that, that flavor. Mm. 90 billion uh, beers it's, later, we finally figure out why we have grapefruit. It's got a nice finish to it as oh, well. I really that, like it. That tropical flavor sits very well doesn't it yeah it sort of sits on top of the bitterness mm, mm. but actually now that it's been you know a good 20 second ramble uh, afterwards yeah the, the the sort of bitter finish has faded but there's still a tinge of sweetness so i challenged you to not have a sip for 30 to 40 seconds and tell me if i'm on crack i think it's probably been about that hasn't it it's been about 30 or 40 you seconds. just had a no, sip wait, like wait 10 a little seconds ago so do we do we uh, we're going to talk about EGX and talk about your experience at EGX, what you saw, the games you played. Um, I suppose I'll kick off first. As we were talking about Batman, did you get to try the Batman VR? I didn't. I did sign up for PSVR. Uh, it was not actually my first experience with the v- PSVR because the day before my scheduled appointment, mm. I played Windlands. Yes, yes. Um, which was which the was interview a, last week. Yeah, yep. which was on the PSVR. And so that actually gave me uh, all I wanted to know about sort of how it feels because I have had the fortune of um, playing a experience with the Vive and the mm. Oculus DK2. I've actually not played with the Oculus the consumer, yep. um, but it sort of it gave me the, enough information that tracking actual blue lights is good enough. Yeah. Although now that I think about it, um, the only difference between the Oculus and the VR, well, not the only. On the face of it, the Oculus is also using um, infrared LEDs, mm-hmm. basically, for tracking, and a single camera. Right. Um, well, if they were smart, which I'm assuming they were, um, the PlayStation camera has is, is two cameras, Yeah. which means you could actually do some 3D tracking, which would help um, some of the depth movements. That's cool. Um, I know this because I actually looked into how well the Windows drivers were because mm. uh, I had a very my tinkering came up with because uh, I have a had a PlayStation camera at home that if I could get the drivers for um, I found something that could basically take two signals and marry them together as a 3D source. Yeah, um, and they place the cameras almost the right width, so you wouldn't have to do any tweaking. Like, That's cool. yeah, yeah. So I was thinking if you could do that. You could actually get it so that the PlayStation camera was a direct feed into a 3D headset, mm. um, which would be super interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so 
it just struck me that that would actually help a lot with tracking as well, using both cameras and that and that fixed width between them. Because yeah. you isn't there a, a new model camera as well? That yes, you posted. I believe that it's the same distance of camera. Okay, I, I would assume it'd have to be, or otherwise they'd have to add a bunch of code to uh, all of the uh, things. Either that, or they've altered it very, yeah. very slightly just to refine it, maybe a little bit. To, yeah, to, to work um, more work better with the PSVR than sort of the existing. Yeah. And the the new camera is nice. It's 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 more. Uh, Tubular, totally okay. tubular, um, rather than uh, you know the sort of awkward uh, rectangular prism. Mm, mm. Um, I also got to see a PS Pro Ooh. in person, and also on um, on deck um, with the Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, they had a sort of gameplay demo running the whole time mm. that was um, on a giant sixty-inch. Pretty sure it's four K HDR. Yeah. Uh, although there was no sign saying this, but it was just insanely pretty. Mm, mm-hmm. And like one of the things, hey Perry, hey Perry. Uh, one of the things that um, the uh, in that game, you sort of you you do some weird thing with your staff, and you smash it into the ground, and then basically a three D map. The map, your map appears, and it's all topographical and stuff. Okay. And there was so much detail and just so much, like, it almost looked 3D on that flat screen just because it was just so well rendered. Mm. Um, so I suspected it was showing off some of the things. And if not, then I don't think anyone needs to go further than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have seen lately that, um, you know, we, we had a chat a couple of weeks ago about the Pro and all of this sort of stuff. I have seen Sony have released a few adverts um, on the telly for their 4K HDR TVs. So they're obviously, in the run-up mm. to Pro coming out, yeah. they're obviously doing a big push for HDR and and, and the 4K um, that goes along with that, I suppose, uh, within their TVs to, to try and sell as much as possible, try and combine all of their products into to sort of one, uh, one hit, really. And I think that, that really makes sense given the giant um, this week... Uh, Sony uh, basically told all the retailers to blow out their stock. Yeah, yeah. So um, the basically anywhere and everywhere the PS4 500 gig w- is 150 pounds, mm-hmm. and the w- one terabyte is 180 pounds or 179.99, yep. 149.99. Um, and then there were various bundles available. I think the best one was Argos had. So almost all of them came with FIFA 17. Yep. Unless you're at Sainsbury's. Um, long story there. Um, but um, Argos had uh, their base deal was FIFA, mm-hmm. but then there was two or three sub deals that were limited offer. One of which was <laughs> you add Ratchet and Clank, yeah, for zero pounds, and you can add <laughs> a choice of one of seven things, which was like I think it was Uncharted Four, like some other things, including a second DualShock. Controller for zero pounds. What? Yeah. How did I miss this one? No one talked about it, but I think it, they all like the stock on those extra offers were just done. Yeah, gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, and so the maximum you could spend, I think, was one ninety nine ninety nine, and that came with one of those fancy gaming chairs, wow. which was like re- it's a regular like eighty pounds, and it was basically you spent twenty pounds on it, and it was like that's insane. Fuck. And I knew those sales were coming, and apparently these were all like midnight. Things was yeah, like, and I was up at yeah. midnight. I just didn't even think about it till the next day. No man, I didn't see anything until the morning after, and and jumping onto sort of shop two and yeah. Amazon and loads of other sort of online retailers. 
they just had nothing, nothing. by the time I got there. Although apparently, um, well, throughout the day, shops were getting um, more stock. Oh, really? Uh, and there, there are some bitter people out there who um, had their orders on, like, we don't know if there's stock coming. And they ordered at 12.01. Yeah. And then yeah. other people who ordered at 4 p.m. had the email saying it's on its way. Oh, man. Um, although, because of that, Chop 2 um, kept getting stock throughout the day. Yeah. And so I caught one of those waves and I am the proud owner of a PS4 again not that yeah, I was never one but yeah, now I've got one in this country yeah man I would have I would have picked one up again just to have a not a second one here but I'd have probably flogged it to my brother or something like that yeah. For, the, yeah for the same price but just because I know that the deal was on yeah and, and but, rather than him having to then you know someone yeah. who doesn't keep up as such with you know, deals that come out with with all of the games media and things like that it would have just been like, mate, I picked you one of these up, yeah. chuck us the money, and, and it's yours sort of thing. Because yeah. it was mega cheap, and it's, it is a hugely... I, the, the, the thing with that is, obviously they want to get rid of all of their stock, but does that then affect sales of the Slim? Uh, so I think that's why they blew it out this much. So mm. the Slim, the retail price at Sainsbury's, which is still weird that they have an electronic yeah. section, but... 250 240 239 right. for... Uh, 500 gig slim mm-hmm. and FIFA 17. Oh, with a game as well. Wow, that's yeah, yeah. that's their um, that's their uh, and which is apparently 10 pounds less than everywhere else. Everywhere else, it's 259 for that yeah. bundle. Um, so if you missed this wave slash wanted a slim, um, that's probably the best bet in the mm. UK. Mm. Um, so I mean, you're talking about literally a hundred pound difference. Yeah, but I suppose you know. But but having said that, I don't. I have the feeling they production a while ago and there wasn't actually a lot of stock so this just generates hype and then they're like oh but don't worry that that bundle is available here mm. uh, but mostly make sure that you don't get to see a slim and an old uh, beside Next each other, other right? yeah because this is the new official price but mm-hmm. it's so cheap that they that they, no one has the thing i think it's it's smart yeah yeah it's, it, it's especially if they're in the middle of the two like the blowing out of the regular ps4 and the release of the slim they're something blitzing the world with 4k hdr ads mm. makes a lot of sense to me. yeah it does it does and i suppose uh you know the pro is still a few months away isn't it so there is I that think, yeah, they're, build they're, up as well to that there's a, a decent distance between the um the new the slim or the ps4 yeah. going forward the new model well they um, call it slim and all on um on like all, all the websites for the the actual retailers are calling so them slim. at some point you're just not going to be able to buy a ps4 why well, you'll be able to buy a ps4 now. slim yeah 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 but um i think what they're aiming for is like a like a sine wave hype cycle mm. maybe less of the dips but the, like yeah, the, at least yeah, the hilliness of, yeah yeah um and that that seems like that could work yeah, yeah, nice, nice. We've, um, we've, we've, we've <coughs> oh, excuse me, we've digressed slightly. Yeah, I was going to say one last thing, but I can't remember. No, 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 go for it. I can't remember. Uh, fair enough. Oh, I know. Uh, the one thing I found out belatedly um, yesterday when uh, my flat is older building, big thick walls, bad RF, mm. radio frequency for those of you who are slightly less nerdy. So that's everyone. Um <laughs> Uh, and 2.4 gigahertz uh, is a crowded band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five gigahertz has less width, but mm-hmm. it's stronger where it, where it has range. And that's when I found out that although the PlayStation Four, which we will call the PlayStation Four, yep. the the, yep. origi- the OG PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. um, is uh, it's dual band. Isn't it, it? it is 802.11n, 
it is only uh, 2.4 gigahertz. There's no 5 gigahertz uh, in it at all. And that's been the case forever. I just never noticed. So, oh, no, see, so I've never noticed because mine's, mine's, mine's hardwired in. So, And mine, I didn't even notice when I set it up because it wasn't hardwired in to begin with. And then when it, w- it was like literally three and a half paces away from a very strong quality yeah, router. Yeah. So it didn't matter. Because um, I, I found this out because I was having trouble downloading basic things on PSN. And I thought it was probably because... Um, you know, everyone had bought a PlayStation. Uh, and I think that's probably yeah, a yeah. lot of it because it got the better. The network was just killed. Yeah. Like. Their network is also known to have speed. Yes, limits. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, you you, you can't, um, you can't, uh, it doesn't operate on the 5 gigahertz band. Oh, but you know what does? The PS Pro and the PS Slim. Really? <laughs> Well, yeah, so, yeah. like it, it didn't sway. It wouldn't have swayed me, but I wish that was a little more obvious. Obvious, yeah. This is one of the additional upgrades yeah. that these new consoles bring. Which I still can't believe it didn't happen. But I suppose. But uh, do you think a lot of people give a shit about that? Um, if they have problems, well, but yes. yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 base difference is four hundred fifty uh, megabits versus. Uh, Per second versus 600 but of course mm-hmm. that just means that you've got your actual throughput will, will vary but because the psn's so crappy i don't think it would matter yeah, way. yeah. it really just depends on uh how the relationship spatial relationship between your router and your playstation yeah yeah oh, fair enough fair enough nice we will jump back then into egx so this was your first experience at a games conference it was yes so in general how did you find it uh, Birmingham. I found it in Birmingham. <laughs> you found it on the internet. Yeah, um, it was enjoyable. Uh, I ha- I went for all four days. There was n- no real reason to do that. Yeah, it wasn't it just not big enough. Well, yeah. So one of the things about EGX this year is that both Nintendo and Microsoft weren't there. Yeah, there it was, was a very huge... much a Sony show. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, there were Gears was there, um, and. Titanfall was an Xbox, I think, was on Xbox. There was, there was an Xbox area, wasn't Air, there? Well, there, the, the, there was a couple of Xbox games. They were all in the uh, over-18 area. Also, the over-18 right. area had four games. Battlefield 1, Titanfall, uh, Gears of War, and South Park. The Fractured Butthole. With the... Oh, with the Nostril With Nostril the Nostril Rift, Rift yeah. which is basically fart capsules in a... An uh, peripheral you strap to your face, yeah. such that when farts and shits come on that game, you smell them, and it sounds sounded like the worst idea ever. But uh, some guys on Out of Lives um, did it, and they claimed that it just remained oh, afterwards. Nasty, and you actually were given a barf bag. Really, and they just in case. they thought, well, yeah, this is just like haha. But then they're like, no, I understand why they gave it. To you. <laughs> I was like, why would you do that? But anyway, um, so the over 18s area was. This sort of two screens of South Park with yep. this gimmick, and then two games which have recently had betas or mm-hmm. <laughs> weekends, um, and yet they always had queues. Really? Yeah. So really, the, to, in my eyes, Gears was the only reason to go into that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the the toilets never had a long queue in that area. <laughs> I know Ross ran over to Gears. Didn't yeah, he, he did as a, um, as a big Gears guy. Yeah. 
and he quite liked it. Is Battlefield is tight? Are they are they eighteen rated games? Oh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I've n- I've never noticed that. Um, so what I found curious was Call of Duty is also an, is the same rating as them, and it was on the main floor, right? And 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 it, to be fair, it it's the only so people queued for hours for these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I I got confirmation secondhand, but the person reliable person said they confirmed that the Titanfall build was the same one as the second week we yes, played. Yeah. So any improvements since that week were not there. We're not shown. Battlefield mm. was the same level yep. as the oh, ten day really? open. Oh, like why you? It was literally the biggest you beta ever. There was like thirty odd million people. Shit. And they lined up for it. People queued for Overwatch. There was Rocket League. And I'm like, why? No, these The majority of the games were out. There was very, very, very few of the, like, the big... There was no like big game that you would want to... That you Try. would... Except for Call of Duty mm-hmm. and Gears. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mafia 3 uh, was not a playable... Oh wow! They they made it like a little like old school cinema um, sort of area, mm. and then I I didn't want to wait in the queues, but it got, got but it turns out it's also because when they said viewing, it meant you were watching you were something. Viewing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that. Um, I also rarely want to queue for things. Yeah. So um, it's the British man. They fucking love queuing. Uh, no, I think it's a con thing. But um, it is a con, yes, yeah, you're right, Jess. Well done. I didn't even notice. Um, but uh, all, all of the fun was to be had in the uh, the resed zone, yeah, which is the yeah. indie games. And, and it's, it's it's strange that there is um, like a London based um, EGX branded yeah. event called Rezzed, which is normally a bigger version of that. Zone. Yes, yeah. yes. But to only have you know a few. Bigger well, games. Well, so that's that, not true. A Tekken Seven, I don't think was playable ooh. outside of that. And there were there was a huge Tekken Seven booth. And yeah. There was, uh, and and you could like compete to play on the giant screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so and but like Street Fighter was there too, and I don't think it was any fancier version. Um, a large chunk of one of the rooms was the retro area, which was at, at least not emulators, but it's playing old games on old systems. Mm. Uh, and the only, hilariously, the only spots that I consistently saw people through, like never an empty spot, was original Counter Strike on old pieces. <laughs> CRT monitors, <laughs> just like not, yeah, I was like not even Source, just like <laughs> nice. Yeah, so oh, um, man, the textures on that oh, game man. cannot look good. But oh, fuck, people who are good at that are just well, yeah, yeah it's a completely different league of gaming, isn't it? Yeah, um, so I enjoyed it. Um, really, my highlight was um, meeting all of uh, the out-of-livers and the kind of funny crew, which we have some ties through thanks to uh, my Xbox and me and uh, MC Fixer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it was great to be there for the several days so we could hang out. Yeah, yeah, um, nice. Much yeah. more about the socializing than actually yeah. trying to experience a few of the games that were there. I mean, it was nice to be able to try like Winlands and a few of the oh yeah. PSVR so so sort of things. I, I love the fact that the Res Zone was there, and I tried a, a bunch of games and really enjoyed right. them. Let's yeah. open this beer, and then we'll, I shall ask you about your favorite games. So, how did you feel about the Guardian of Peace? I like it. It's um, nice. It's it's that that citrusness, mm. citrusness. I don't think it's citra. 
the hot uh, No, I wouldn't have thought. Um, but it, it is really refreshing. Mm, it is refreshing. As an IPA, it's actually not that bitter. Like, this is, this is like a um, late summer, sort of on the patio, there's a little brisk introductory IPA. Like, it, you could give it to someone who doesn't completely. like it's, or has an into craft beer, and they'd be like... Oh, this is really, really it's good. It's kind of much more of the, um, you know, standard, um, the Sierra Nevada IPA sort yeah. of ilk, isn't it? It's very much that sort of entry but it's a, bit. I think it's a little heavier. It is slightly. I mean... Which is why I sort of don't... Like, Sierra Nevada, you could have in the middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. But um, I also think it's slightly less bitter in the finish than the Sierra Nevada. Mm, mm, the Sierra Nevada does linger quite yeah, a lot, doesn't it, that bitterness? Yeah, this was... You, you get that citrusy, tropically kind of... Yeah, I was going to say, the citrus a, a leaves really more, quickly, but that yeah, sort of yeah. sweet tropicalness that you pointed out stays mm. for most of the finish. Actually, all of the finish, I think. So this second one, the Agent of Evil, again, 7%. It is a black IPA. And on the front, it does say, celebrating the dark side of the Force. Oh. As the uh, Guardian's piece says, an IPA celebrating the light side of the Force. IPA celebrating the light side of the Force. If only we read the whole can before yeah. being like, I think it's blah 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 Oh, wait, was there text? Oh, no, no it's just ingredients and, and well, some and light yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, this this black IPA smells good, and it's 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 completely really opaque. Yeah, it is. Oh wow! That's what is that? Flavor. That's uh It's almost like um toffee and anise. It's got that licorice. It does have a little like bit a of sweetness fruit. and a licorice nose. Maybe like a little caramelly sort of yeah. on, the, on the nose, on the taste though. I haven't gotten there. You don't quite get that. It's we we often sort of think of these, these black IPAs kind of border on the porter side mm-hmm. of of beers, but this hasn't got that sweetness that uh, that been... some of the black IPAs that we've had mm, yeah. do. But, but it does have that sort of it's that very roastedy. I was going to say yeah, the roasted the porter the porter stock porter taste on the on sort of the mid and the finish. The sweetness mm. is there right in the beginning that you'd expect from a, a bippa. Yeah, yeah. And, and But it goes. And then you're left with this, like, roasted and toffee. Like like a, like a pure, hearty toffee, not yeah, like yeah, a yeah. very sweet yeah. toffee. But that, that I think that is that slight sweetness, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, that sits there. I mean, that's very nice. That's a very, that's very easy to drink as well. Yeah. Both of these really easy to drink. I can see why this came out in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, yes, um, so we're hopefully we're going to have an out of lives uh, special on the main feed uh, about EGX. But Ooh. I will say that um, I think my favorite, one of my favorite moments of playing games, was actually um, playing WWE Two K Seventeen with Ross Miller, <laughs> uh, which had a blast, and like neither of us had really played any of them yeah, like, yeah. remember we played 2k16 we did, and we're yeah. sort of disappointed yep um for some reason like the controls just seemed more intuitive and we had a really close long match and like he had his finisher and i was just beating his ass beating his ass then he built up he hit me just enough to build his finisher and he used it on me Split and i reversed it. him Ooh. and then he and then he proceeded to like so it was a nice back and forth back yeah, and, yeah, forth, yeah. and yeah. i barely beat him but it was just super fun nice man that's cool um, that's cool but again a couch Couch co-op, yeah, yeah. sort of experience rather well, than compare that to. So we also played um, Tomb Raider: Rise of the Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider, whatever the new Tomb Raider yep, one. I think yep. it's Rise of the Tomb Raider. I just said the series name and then the title, yes, and it yes. sounded stupid. Um, and they were touting the 
right now PlayStation exclusive new mode, which is survival. Mm-hmm. And that was super fun. Um, and basically, y- the two of you together um, have, you've got a bow and arrow, and you have, two, you each have two goals. And like, my goals were eat five squirrels with my partner. Right. Uh, and eat the meat from three bears with my partner. And okay. his was rabbits and something else. Um, so you have to go on a hunt. So you hunt things, but if you if I ate a squirrel when he wasn't around, I didn't get credit for it. Okay, because so my goal happened to say with my a, partner. You have to be within a radius of yeah. each other to achieve that. You both couldn't eat from the same squirrel, but if I ate it near him, that counted. But you basically had two meters that mattered, which was um, excuse me, hunger and hell, uh, hunger and warmth. Right. So as your hunger went down, you would like I don't, shoot a rabbit, eat it. I'm fine. Shoot a pigeon, eat it. I'm fine. That that was fairly easy to regulate, but the but the heat was really tough. Yeah. Um, I assume you're in a mountainous. Well, you're in a sort, sort of, of a snowy forest. Okay. More. Um, now we did find an old building with a fire pit in front. Yeah. And so we once you lit the fire, you got all warmed up. And if you found lit um, oil lanterns, because there's some bad guys throughout, we didn't really. It didn't really lead us the narrative that was going on because at some point there was a helicopter that i could hear that right. he couldn't hear okay like so i could hear the pilot talking away, to me like, yeah, yeah. no but even when we we're beside each other i'm like oh we should really do this helicopter he's like what are you talking about which oh, really? was super weird okay the other stupid thing is um there's two characters mm-hmm. but you both play as laura because on my screen i'm laura and he's character two and on his screen he's laura and I'm character too. Yeah. So when it first started and did like the FMV sort of style. Titular character. Yeah. But, Tomb Raider. But like literally it was like on my screen, Laura's on the left, generic is on on, yeah, on the right. right. And then I glanced over at Ross's screen. I'm like, well, that's weird because generic is on the right or left and Laura's on the left. Like, I wonder why that happened. And then it only dawned on me later that he was Laura and I was Laura. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. when I looked at him, I didn't see Laura. Like it was so, such a weird idea. Yeah, like, yeah, well, I mean, we've well, well past the, the needing this. As and especially thing. you'd, you'd think that something like that helicopter experience, that if it's a, uh, something in game, you'd both be experiencing well, that it at I have the no same one. time. That's yeah. very odd that only one of you heard that. Is it, Maybe to push a little bit more cooperation so you actually talk to each other. So you go, oh, I can hear the helicopter. We need to go across to so, it. Follow me. Yeah, so the other thing was, um, we. I mean, it was a fancy setup with a fancy gaming headset. But, like, I played with um, one headphone jogged off my ear because then I could talk to Ross. Say, oh, come here, come here I found a squirrel. Because I, it didn't seem like it was. Yeah, now, I don't yeah, know if yeah. that's because we were, you, all the stations were paired so they, they turned off whatever. Um, miking, but it it did hammer home that this is not this couldn't it, like it's specifically designed to be an online multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't know he I wouldn't know that he was Laura too mm-hmm. if I wasn't beside him. Also, you need unless you're Adam Thomas of uh, Out of the Crossfire, you don't have two Playstations and two TVs beside each other. <laughs> um, so oh, I would have done had I been able to actually buy buy one the other day when it was all right. Um, but yeah, so that that was interesting, and I I I would play it. I would play it with a friend. I think it could be... It, it seems like it has legs, actually. Nice, nice. It's not available on Xbox One, and so far the only people I know who have Rise of the Tomb Raider are X-Bone users, so mm-hmm, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's just one of the standard, you know, trickle-down two months later. Yeah, possibly it comes a slightly later date. So I, given that there's so many games um, at EGX that I either watched or played, I guess that's the other thing, is I was perfectly content to watch games okay. being played, yeah, but yeah, rather but than cool. queuing... Um, 
It's something like Titanfall, which you've already experienced. That that, that still boggles my mind. Um, But, like, yeah, I I think um, because of that, like, you could easily get away with a day Mm. uh, or two. Um, I know uh, Jamie, um, one of the duck hunters, um, he he came for a day and spent the entire day just slowly cycling around the res zone. And that was his day. Yeah, that's cool. And then he played a bunch of games. And, like, there's, except for... Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which was always packed, like, by, yeah. like, so that you could either come in at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m., depending on your ticket, mm-hmm. and by 11, the entire day was booked. Yeah, yeah. So, um, besides that, and maybe, like, the PSVR, um, which was already by appointment only, like, yep. nothing really jumped out that you needed to do on the main floor, mm-hmm. unless you like fighting games, I guess, like Street Fighter yeah, yeah, Tekken. Yeah, so, like, that made perfect sense to me, um... Wandering about was fun. Like I, I think the one thing that being there for more than a day gets you is you see some things that you wouldn't normally like. Mm. Tekken Seven actually looked more fun than I. I've or not really been ever a Tekken fan. I'm like, oh, I would try that out if there were no queue. Yeah, yeah. But like, if a friend of mine had it, I would be like, yeah, let's try that out. Yeah, yeah. And I wouldn't have bothered before. Um, so um, we'll probably end up talking a little bit about the, the games over the coming weeks, but uh, I guess um, the one game that I re- one of the games that stood out and that I, I had a chance to talk to, to one of the devs was uh, Aragami, which is a PC PS4 game, so yep. no X-Bone in sight, um, and it's a cell shaded, very anime inspired um, stealth game. Um, but the, so the, the premise is that this girl has summoned you, you are a spirit of revenge in origami and, um, you exist in the shadows. Oh, it's the shadow. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, I, it's, uh, it feels like what Assassin's Creed could have been, (laughs) um, in that, like one of the things I really took out. So you, I, there were two chapters you could play and, Tension was there the entire time, like stealth tension, uh, which you just, except for maybe the first city in an Assassin's Creed game, you lose because you just become OP. Yeah, completely. Um, and so one of the, so one of the conceits is because you're the spirit of vengeance, you 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 lose your the more you're out of the shadows, you sort of fade. How is it you lose? And so any all your abilities fade when you are uh, like four seconds out of the shadows, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, your first basic ability is if you're in the shadows and you sort of, I I, I played the PC um, slash mouse keyboard version. I was like the only person because they had a game pad on the, in, so they had a couple stations in the PS4 corral. Yeah. And then there, the dev was in the res zone mm-hmm. and every station had like um, game pads. And I'm like, Ooh, it's on, available yeah. on a mouse and keyboard. So right click or I'm probably B or whatever. Um, if your reticule was, you aim your reticule at another another shadow and you'd instantly teleport. Yeah. So if you were detected, you could still sort of hop, skip, hop and jump. Yep, yep. So the fact that they know something's around, but you're... They come to investigate and you're already gone. So. Or like you, you jump there, you know, you go four meters to the left, then west, then north and east or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you've lost them and you can like take a breath. Yeah. Um... Also, also, it means you planning on how to take out a very complex scene. It was very nice and strategic because they're roaming, but there's sort of fixed areas of shadows. And then um, one of the first abilities you unlock is um, 
you can spawn a temporary pool of shadow. Oh, nice. So, like, it, it shows you uh, a wall that's fully lit up that you have to get over. Mm -hmm. And my biggest complaint was being able to tell it that I wanted to grow the shadow on the top of the wall rather than the side so that I didn't just wall jump off yeah. was actually quite difficult. Like, it, well, not quite difficult, but, like, it took three or four tries. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it should have been straightforward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that's a little can, more intuitive. But you me. can use that to get through basically any gate, right? Mm. So before you could like, oh, there's like a, a gate. I'll just teleport because there's that shadow. Oh, there's no shadow. Build a shadow, hop the gate. Like it, be, it means that if you can see through a thing, basically you can get through it. Nice. Okay. Which was a nice sort of change of pace halfway through. Cool. Um, so you you had a chance to chat with yeah. the developer as well. Yeah, and uh, I got a, we talked sort of about. Um, their, the, some of the influences, um, why, how, why they sort of they focused on stealth as a as, as, as the core mechanic, as a core mechanic. Yeah. And because that um, the all the enemies have swords that emit light, so it's one hit kill, mm. which you'll hear um, on the interview uh, in in a few moments. But I think that's what that sort of is what kept the tension up, even yep. as I grew powers, is the fact that a small fuck up meant. You're done? Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like, oh, I got hit. I'll just wait 40 seconds until I resync or whatever Assassin's Creed's animacy. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah just right? touch you again. Touch um, again. But yeah, so uh, stay tuned for the interview after this beep. Beep. Hey guys, Adil here with Tanked Up. I'm here with Edo from the Aragami team. Aragami team. Um, so why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about what the game is. Yeah, you play as an assassin, and dead assassin, with the power to control the shadows. So you can create darker areas to be hidden, or to teleport there, so you can evade your enemies or sneak behind them to kill them. That's an old-school stealth video game. Um, it's like a, a behind Tenshu and Dishonored. Yeah. Uh, a stealth game with a modern approach, with a skill tree you can unlock to throw magical powers. I didn't get that far in the game. So what, yeah. what kind of uh, skills are added? So uh, I played the first two chapters. Yeah. Um, and you're you're a spirit of vengeance. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're you are powered by the shadows, but you can also create shadows. And so that, that was basically the limit of my powers was, you know, the teleport and making a shadow so that I could teleport there as it slowly shrunk. So what other kinds of abilities can people look? Yeah. Later to? on, you you will find scrolls that are collectible objects that you can change uh, to point, skill points that you can you can buy that, that that skill tree right yeah you have six type of powers um, three more aggressive and three more evasive ones mm. like throwing kunais uh, throwing sand shadow sand to the enemy's eyes to blind him right. to blind them to better kill him or evade him right then maybe the evasive ones are like a radar, small radar. You can you can locate your enemy's positions. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Then a uh, uh, small small time uh, invisible mode, okay. like you can run between them without right. being spot. Uh, well, we have a shadow yeah. decoy, you know. Yeah. A bunch of a bunch of powers. Very cool. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I actually got one of the scrolls, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, you have to spend it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, what? Where did the inspiration for the like the, the sort of the backstory uh, aesthetic come from? The aesthetic. 
aesthetic was um, well we, we we borrow things about Okami okay, then yeah. Felda but finally we we were like a, a darker journey mm. uh, the, the aesthetics is like journey but with a bit a little bit darker a little bit bluish right yeah with yeah. a lot of contrast uh, reds blues you know um, and the story background well we we like Naruto and then, yeah, I saw the Nine Tails fox. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think I know what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we 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 borrow things uh, from Naruto. I think the and Avatar, the the series. The, yeah, the, the the Last Airbender. Yeah, right. that uh, that kind of thing. Very cool. Um, so you, what's interesting is uh, what I actually really like because it's a stealth game is that all your enemies, um, they they basically shoot. Uh, rays of light yeah so they can swipe their sword and send a ray of light careening off towards you and if you get hit by it once because you're a shadow base that's it you get sent back to the checkpoint um did you always sort of have it as a one-hit kill system or did you sort of decide to shift to that after playtesting no we, we thought uh, we can compete with a assassin's creed style combat system mm. and then we realized uh, that at the same time you in, when you play Assassin's Creed or, or the type of stealthy games that you can later combat, do combos and kill everybody. Or just hit counter. Block counter, block counter, counter. You don't counter. need to do anything else. Yeah. And you don't feel <laughs> the tension then. Yeah. It's a different tension. When you play Aragami, you have to be patient. You have to look for enemies' routes to be, mm. to be evade them. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ch- ch- game, game style change, I think. Yeah, it, and it, to, be, to be perfectly frank, I find it found it much more stealthy. Like, yeah, you feel stealth more stealthy tension. because it's a one-hit kill. You you have yeah. to be, you have to to um, to think about your strategy before you made it. Yeah, and also if if you, I, I died a couple times at the same place, and I tried to rush back to that, and was like, oh, this is really really sloppy because I'm. My timing was off because I, every because I was being methodical. Every time I didn't yeah. even know know this guy patrolled because every time by the time I caught up with him, he was at a pause point. And then when I rushed through, I was like, "Oh, he's facing me now." Yeah. Um. You do. It is not. It's to, not totally unforgiving though because if you sneak up on someone and they turn around, you still have that like half to three quarters of a second where you can stab him yeah. while facing him, which yeah. I think is good because otherwise it'd be a little yeah, bit, yeah 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 and. Then when when you unlock the shadow powers, maybe you can use that that little time to throw sand to his eyes, maybe right. and kill him. You have that, or throwing a kunai to an archer to spot you. Right. You have that that little time that okay, I'm doing a little bit wrong, but I am skillful, so I can do it. Right. Yeah. Um, you feel better. <laughs> yeah. I actually I thought even. Uh, even even the first kill, which is very straightforward, yeah, I, I, um, and then I found it uh, really satisfying yeah. as far as like a quick assassination kill. Uh, given how many stealth, how stealth games have just blown up over the past few years, I, I think you guys obviously spent some time making yep. sure it felt right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, satisfying killing yeah. people. <laughs> and so, uh, what platforms is it out for? Yeah, you have that game in PC and PC Linux, you know. Yeah. And PS4 for the moment. You can get it on Steam. You can get it in Amazon and retail versions. And you can you have we have a signature edition also. That you can you can pre-order. 
with with more stuff like OST uh, oh, yeah. CD, you know, uh, uh, art style book, right. uh, art book. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's when's it out? October fourth. October fourth. Oh, so two, two weeks. Yeah, so right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you got? I mean, what, actually, what part of the team are you? You're, you said you were a team of twelve, right? Yeah. I'm I'm a co-founder, and well, in an industry like that, you play different roles because mm-hmm. you have to, yeah, to do it. I I write a little bit of story with my partner, then I I I am basically a coder, so I I program the game game based mechanics, you know, uh, doing the shadow leaps, killing the people, um, be be aware of that, and then I am also a mocap actor. Oh, so okay. I do the, all the all the animations in Mocha. Oh, so you're you're literally the Aragami. Yeah, yeah. I'm li- the Aragami and the warriors and the lady also. So oh, you're all. Of them. <laughs> I have all the characters in the game. Awesome. Yeah. Do you um, purposely stance differently when you're being yeah, the different people? Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's super interesting. Um, it just threw me off. It's just funny. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did did you find it difficult? Is it? So, uh, last generation, the PS3 was on the cell, and it, people kept up, devs kept talking about how very foreign, it's, it's harder to, you can't just sort of yeah, copy-paste. Yeah. With the PS4 being much more basically like a PC, how, uh, I mean, the, the platform's different, right, but the hardware's the same. Did you find it that difficult to, to code for the two platforms? Well, we use an engine called Unity. Oh, Unity, okay. So, um, a lot of that, en- yeah, that, en- that engine has a compiler to export to PS4. But, well, we, we, uh, we, always, we always, always have trouble. Like, okay, that shader or that particle don't work in PS4, and we have to change it, that kind of things. But, okay, we, we have a, 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 a boy working on that all day so they, okay. they, they are, we are without him we are lost man and <laughs> yeah finally it works for PS4 excellent and it's, it's actually here in the PS4 as well right at EGS yeah we have it in the last 18 uh, stand the, yeah yeah on the Line. PlayStation area yeah and uh, it's got full controller support on Steam or on PC which shouldn't be surprising um, given that it's on PS4 uh, and now the big question um, beer, beer. Oh, we have done with beers, I think. <laughs> but yeah. Um, can you tell us a beer we might not have heard of that you recommend? A type of uh, a beer that that we may not have heard of that you would recommend to? to oh, well, I don't know. Well, I, I drink beer, but not that um, specific. Um, no, uh, no knowing beer. I like Guinness. Oh, excellent. Uh, Black Guinness. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, if, if you want to be a, have a dangerous night, uh, we went out on Wednesday, and uh, on Broad Street, three or four of the places had uh, pound 90 pints of Guinness. Yeah. A pound 90. So it was uh, messy. That's, that's nice. It was a messy night. Because um, yeah. you just buy around. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same prices. Like, in Edinburgh, you get a Guinness for the same price as three Yeah, that, that's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. and other beers were like uh, pound 99 on the different places and apparently that's their happy hour good to know so yeah those in Birmingham if you want there is cheap beer on Broad Street uh, um, so yeah perfect uh, thanks for your time and yeah, nice uh, to meet you I'll send you a link when we went yeah of course awesome. perfect
and I, I think I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. 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 Really enjoyed the game. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, I see it October 4th? October 4th. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are a little neighbors, you know? So we're back. Good interview. Thank you. Which I haven't heard yet. Um, so we're going to talk about beers. We've had two more beer company beers. We started off with Guardian of Peace and finished on Agent of Evil. Both 7%. The first, just an IPA. Nice, hoppy. A little bit of citrus. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And it's very refreshing. Very. The second, Agent of Evil. Uh, a black IPA. Mm-hmm. Nice, deep, roasted flavours. Again, you know, with a porter, not not a huge amount of business. Say, it's, it's, it's not one of those um, sort of roastedy, portery, stouty beers that you would want to, you know, sort of winter, deep fall. It's not one of those where it sort of it just seems like it's out of it would be out of place earlier in the year. Like it's yeah, yeah. It, it's light enough. I think that um, I mean, obviously in the height of summer, but like it it it's. It's an IPA with the with these the notes of these heavier beers, and yes, actually yes, heavy yes. itself yep, is what yep. I'm trying to say. Completely, yeah. Um, I think out of the favorite of the two, out of I, the favorite of the out two, out of the favorite of the two, words that don't make sense. Well, um, f- from the two, <clears throat> I think my favorite was Guardian of Peace. Oh, just because it's it was very refreshing, mm. um, and it was a very easy drinking beer. You don't have that really mm. bitter finish to it. It's it's, it is quite light, even though it's nice and hoppy and you've got some good deep flavours in there. It's quite refreshing. It's a little light. It's very nice. Yeah, I, I actually have a pro- uh, trouble sort of choosing between the two. I actually think that the, one of the, the the real pluses of the Agent of Evil is that it's sort of it's got this sort of hearty core, but it also has very non-bitter finish. It yes, does. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think... It, <laughs> I think it's a weather-dependent choice for me. Okay. I think... Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to say, like, Ceteris Paribus, what... Oh, God, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> you did. It's uh, all things being equal, I'm not sure which one I'd prefer. I think it's the Agent of Evil. I think there's just a little more sure. depth to the flavor, but not by very much. Yeah, no, that's fair. And, I mean, they, they've been sort of brewed, I would imagine, alongside each other as a, a pairing, almost. Mm. Um, and they do go very well. So to start on the Guardian of Peace and go into the Agent of Evil... That worked very yeah. well. You have that light, refreshing kind of flavour, and then you suddenly get a, a slightly deeper, roasted finish. And if you were just going to have, as we have done now, just have these two beers, yeah. they work very, very well together. I think if we'd then thought, well, we'll have these to start, we'll go on and move on to another beer, mm. that wouldn't have worked. I, I will say this. If I wanted three beers, mm. I would go Guardian, Guardian, Evil. Yeah, 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 I'd agree. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I wouldn't double down on the evil just the, because the, of the, the richness. Yeah, I mean, the, the agent of evil does definitely speak to me as an end of evening yeah. beer, doesn't it? It is the beer that you're going to finish on. I guess that's why I think I, I sort of lean towards it is because I can't think of... I, I wouldn't necessarily want a six-pack of it, but like if we took Guardian of Peace out of the running, put other beers in sort of as my the, the, the session, yeah, yeah. I would still want to end with the Agent of Evil. Yeah, definitely. While like if I tagged a different end beer, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily always want to go for the session of the Guardian of Peace, yeah, yeah. which is sort of unfair because the, obviously the session is going to be the the longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think I'm I think we're I'm gonna say it's a dead heat. Nice, good. much like the Force, it must stay in balance. Ooh, except Very really, good. the Star Wars games, games, fuck, 
The Star Wars universe, universe is really about not a balance because the whole point is that we want to f- defeat the dark side in the end mm. or something. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why the resistance sucked so balls. The Re- rebellion sucked so much that they somehow didn't win after Death Star 2 blew up and became another splinter cell because the universe made it happen. That's probably the best explanation for why the re- the somehow the rebellion didn't lead to another Senate that was nice. Mm, possibly. Death Star. We're getting into the weeds of Star Wars yeah. lore. Much so like, we shall finish. Yeah, so, <laughs> much like R2-D2 did that one time when he fell into the swamp. Oh, definitely. Mm. Just living in the weeds in that point. Mm. Um, For you LEGO fans, there is a new Death Star, I found out. Really? Yesterday. One of the big masterpiece edition. Uh, it's like, not a masterpiece. Like, so they decommissioned... piece. Oh, oh yeah, it's huge. Like, yeah, yeah. But like last year, they finally decommissioned after like 10 years, the mm. Death Star, and they mm. came out with a new version, which is different. I think it has more oh. figures. It's really just updated figures. And But okay. the well, the one thing that intrigued me, because I never liked it because it's like a skeleton of... It's uh, basically a bunch of vignettes on the various Death yeah, Stars yeah. sort of made the into scene, a Death Star scenic, shape. Yeah, so, the, like, the, you the don't, swing-in scene by the bridge. Yeah, the, um, but what they've the added room. to the um, trash compactor scene is they actually built the entire trash compactor monster. Oh, right. Which you've never seen not, his not, body, not just the um, uh, the, the head the or head. anything, yeah, or the eye, the eye, yeah, the the, the tentacle. Oh, what the hell is that thing called? Periscope, yeah, neck yeah. thing, yeah. No, it actually, I mean, it's pretty generic. It's got like four little fins. It's like a. Yeah. But I thought that was a nice touch. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, nice, nice. So on that very Legoy, but still Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. <laughs> oh, also, um, you should look out for the Lego Star Wars bundle if you can find it. Because oh, it's also true. priced at one forty nine. Yeah, it was. It was. It was uh, Lego Force Awakens and the Force yeah. Awakens on Blu ray. Yeah. So the Blu ray and the PS four game. Nice. Right. That is it. We are done for another week. We <laughs> have been slightly tanked up. These are seven percent. I'm starting to feel a little bit of a buzz. Yeah, I didn't really have lunch, so that that helps. No, I had a very small lunch, so that does definitely help. You can get us on all the social medias. Just search for Tanked Up Cast on most of them: Twitter, Facebook. Uh, YouTube's is that all the that's social all medias? Yeah, LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn? We're not on LinkedIn. Oh, yet. Um, that's true. That's true. How do people personally get you? Uh, personally? Personally, my address is oh on the Twitters. Uh, my uh, username on PSN, which I now will be more frequented because I have a PS4. Uh, Xbox Live, Steam, Twitter. and Twitter is the Omniarch. T H E O M N I A. R-C-H. Let's try that again. <laughs> I thought I said A and I <laughs> inverted, and then I realized that I didn't mid-R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. Yep, you interrupted me with the wrong thing. I am at Nova 47. Nova underscore 47. For fuck's sake, we're done. We're done. That's it. We're finished. Goodbye. Ciao. That's sloppy as shit. I love it. I love it. Uh, right, interviews, interviews on. You're going to have a lot of editing to do with this episode. Yeah, right? right, I can hear the water boiling. The interview is playing. We'll talk about. Do 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 do.